This is Sandra D. Robinson, Charisma on Camera, and you're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry is the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. Celebrating 24 years in business, Sage International is proud of the consistent role they play in supporting the economic engine driving this country, small business, the backbone of America. And now, here's Sherry. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show. Today, I have special guest, Karen Gedney, who's an MD, who has written a fabulous book, 30 Years Behind Bars, not because she was a prisoner, because she was a doctor. And we're talking about her experience and her job of being an internist, the head of all the medical here in the state of Nevada, in the prison system. So pretty interesting. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show. Today, I have special guest, Karen Gedney, who's an MD, and we're gonna learn about a fascinating life she had, right? Yes, I did. And I really wanted to tell Sherry that I'm so thankful for being on my first radio talk talk show ever. And the reason I've been, let's say, never in that realm is I've spent the last 30 years behind prison bars, not as an inmate, but as a physician. I was placed there by the National Health Corps. The uh, state of Nevada was under government lawsuits. I was one of those poor kids who had a scholarship. And they said, well, now your time is up. You owe us four years. And the federal government said, you look like the type of person that can go into a prison. And I was put in the Nevada prison system. And I will definitely share that I was about as naive and ill-prepared as anyone possible stepping into a male prison system that had never really had a legitimate doctor in the past. And I thought that what would be the appropriate thing was to act like a real doctor, which means that you actually care about your patients. That was a bit different than a lot of the mentality of the prison system at that time. Hmm, interesting. So you spent 30 years behind bars yes. doing that. Yes, I have. And a lot of change, of course, and you developed a lot of protocols and really interesting things. Now, to say that life was easy and wonderful during that time was not fact, and you've actually written a book. Yes, I have. About your experience. Yes, I have. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. I've written a book when I left. I left about the prison, retired about a year ago, and I had always collected Uh, let's say, stories and journaling, possibly a bit as my psychotherapy when I had issues with administration, custody, inmates. I also collected inmates' writings over the years. I always had in the back of my mind, I have to do something with this. 
after I retired, I looked at all the material I had and I went through it and I saw that in actually uh, 1989, January 1, I wrote in my journal that, hey, this prison director that's protecting me is leaving. I wonder what will happen. And then 10 months later, I was held hostage and almost killed. And I realized I should look at a bit of my writings more. I put together a book called 30 Years Behind Bars. Now, I'm not a writer, but I decided I had to capture the stories because I want to make an impact on the outside world to show what it's like inside a prison and from a healing perspective, how we need to prevent, we need to approach the problem differently. And I want those individuals when they leave, and 97% leave, to be less of a risk to society. That was my goal, just to take care of their diabetes and not help them, let's say, actualize their best of themselves. Never made sense to me as a doctor. Well, I just can't even imagine, because this was 30 years ago. You're obviously a stunning, beautiful woman, blonde, blue-eyed, right. and putting yourself in a system of all men I'm sure had its challenges. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there were definitely some challengers. And Sherry's uh, not mentioning that I'm also married to a big, handsome black man. And 30 years ago in Carson City, that was also a bit of a problem. But uh, when I entered, the uh, inmates had never really been exposed to a doc, let alone a 30-ish year old female blonde doctor. And they were like children to me. They were like, oh, Dr. Gedney, you're so pretty. C could I have that cookie over there? I mean, this is, except it wasn't a cookie. It was like something else they wanted me to do for them. And some people may find that offensive. I found it more amusing. And there were custody officers that uh, were attracted to me, but uh, others that looked at me as a threat because they thought, I would be compromised by the inmates. They thought I would be a security risk. They thought I didn't know what I was doing, which was true. But they also didn't, uh, let's say, give me any in-service training or telling, telling me anything to do. Hmm. I had a medical director who, when he hired me and I started work, two weeks later, he wasn't there. And then he basically um, collapsed his spine from cancer and I had no supervisor above me. So I was like a ship in an ocean with no idea, no rudder, and there were a lot of storms and tempests in that time. Wow. So based on the beginning, how is it that you survived for 30, 30 years, years in right. this system? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's why you gotta read my book. Yes. That's you why you gotta read book. the book. Yes. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing for me was I wanted to protect the inmates. I wanted to make a difference. And as a doctor, I'm an internist. That means I diagnose and figure out all sorts of problems. You cannot get more medical and psychic problems that are, let's say, unusual and have them from all the entire state and then dump into my system because I was in charge of the regional medical facility for the entire state of Nevada for the inmates. And also, I could actually, in my mind, function more as a doctor and have more control than doctors in the outside world. I didn't have to deal with 
let's say, people saying, you can only see him 10, 15 minutes at most, turn him over every seven minutes, figure out all the codes to charge them. I could spend a minute with someone or an hour with someone, immaterial, it was based on what they actually needed. Doctors in the outside world absolutely don't have that power and that control. Plus, the facility I took care of was a 120-bit hospital. If an inmate was placed in there, I didn't have to say, well, you can only stay five days for this particular medical problems. I could keep them there a day. I could keep them there 20 years, and I called the shots. Hmm. And uh, that's also a power doctors don't have. Absolutely. And for me, everything about power is related to protecting people, um, that you use the power for the good, not for your own purpose. And that was an avenue that I could actually use power to actually help people medically. So, you know, we have a society where you're going to have a lot of people that are like, wow, that's awesome, you're helping these inmates, and then you're going to have a segment of population that's like, why? Why do we invest that much time and energy and support in a population of people that have harmed others on the outside? And so I imagine that was part of, you know, your education to the outside world to go, there must be a method to this madness, right? <laughs> right, yes, and, and I think you'd appreciate this. Um, you play with money, and uh, my husband plays with money in terms of the financial world. The dollar amount on education and programs to actually help change the inmates on the inside Depending who you read, for every dollar you truly invest on the inside, it affects four, five, six, seven dollars, depending which state you're looking at, on the outside. It actually saves the state money in the long run. And you can think of it this way. There is something called recidivism in prisons. That means they leave the prison and then they bounce back in and that rate is very, very high. But if they get education or training on the inside, which is not really that expensive, and a lot of that education and programs in the prison were done as volunteers, people who are volunteers, and you just need the right kind of supervision so you get programs that work. But it could reduce recidivism 36%, depends on the studies, but a significant amount that is cost-saving. And I think that irregardless of what individuals on the outside world may think of, a, of a, an inmate coming out, if they cost you less and they're less a risk, then I would find it hard unless you are truly motivated by some of the darker sides of revenge. It only makes sense to me. And I'm just a logistic type of thinker. Awesome, we have to go to break. We come back, I'm gonna continue this conversation with Karen Gedney who has written a book, 30 Years Behind Bars, and we're talking about her experience and her job of being an internist, the head of all the medical here in the state of Nevada in the prison system. Stay with us, we'll be right back. There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, 
income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp or S-Corp in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking with us here on the Sherry Hill Radio Show. My guest today, Karen Gedney, MD, who has written a fabulous book, 30 Years Behind Bars, not because she was a prisoner, because she was a doctor in the prison system and ran in the state of Nevada the entire medical, whatever you call it, right? So your experiences and really helping to formulate really what is the process of medical care within the prison system. I know you were responsible for a lot of protocols and things. So now you're out. Yes, I you am. You are retired. And yet you're still involved in that population as a volunteer of Ridge House, which is very cool. And I'm on the, I'm the chairwoman for Nevada Works, which is our whole workforce, and some of our funding does go to Ridge House, so I'm very familiar with what they're doing there and, and helping the recidivism rate not happen, so that's positive. So let's talk about what you're doing now. Okay, right now in retirement, I'm doing actually a variety of things. So you're not really retired. No, not really <laughs> retired. I'm doing a variety of things. One of the things is, yes, I wrote the book, but then comes the piece of getting the right publisher, trying to market the book, trying to build an author platform, all entirely alien to me. And I think almost harder for me because I've been so isolated in a world that was not connected. As an example, the prisons really didn't even have computers until maybe five, six years ago. And to do everything on paper and not be computer and socially connected, plus I didn't want to be socially connected then in the prison. I have to start like a baby almost all over again. That's one thing. The other thing is, as Sherry said, I volunteer at the Ridge House and that is something recent, but I'm a board member. And the Ridge House is a great organization to help reentry and recovery in this town. 
And addiction is one of those problems where you have to do a tremendous amount of wraparound services. It's not just the recovery, it's the employment, it's taking care of medical problems, in transportation, terms of transportation, it's all of it, yes. and, and Ridgehouse <laughs> does that well, yeah. and that's why I agreed to sit on their board. The other thing I am recently starting is a bit of a consulting service. I am interacting with a PhD psychologist, Sylvia Lindinger Sternart. That's a wild name. She's Austrian, was a mechanical engineer in Austria, saw the problems men were having with, especially um, in their jobs, transitioning from high-powered jobs to what else. And she decided to become a psychologist, comes to this country, gets a PhD in psychology. She works in the University of Montana. We hooked up. She just spent nine days with me in my house where we tried to put together what we envision a consulting service to be. And we want to affect men at a leadership level, the CEOs, COOs of companies, who are getting to the point in life where they're thinking about transitioning, but to what next? And they may have issues with medical, psychological, usually it's the whole package that gets a little bit out of whack. And they're interested in consulting people. They don't know who, and many men really don't want to consult with people. And she especially feels that uh, we could offer a unique service to these men in a consulting capacity. The company is called Age Crystal, sort of crystallizing that clarity for what you want to do in the next act in life. Realize your next act in life. We're just starting out, but that's something I'm also undertaking. The prison system has um, well, contacted me and they really need medical help and medical doctors and that's very difficult in a prison and they're writing up a contract for me to come back and maybe do some contract work. They're talking about 10 hours every two weeks to help with their internal medicine type problems. I also mentor a little girl um, for the last seven years now. She's now a teenager and that's a little frightening for me. <laughs> but I strongly believe in helping the disadvantaged youth so they don't end up in my prison. Her father has spent most of his life in prison. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, you know, it's a great perspective that you have and certainly someone who can become a more vocal advocate for you know, I always try and look at systemically. Why, why are these guys there? And so youth, right? You, you've got to hit these young people to go, here's your choices, and hopefully this isn't one of them. And now you coming from the inside can really enlighten people to go, it isn't glamorous, it isn't fun, it isn't cool, it just is not where you want to be. So think of the alternatives. and. And so your book is really written for who? Your book, 30 Years Behind Bars. Yeah, my book is written for, I consider almost two audiences. One audience are, are individuals who are fascinated with what goes on behind bars. Uh, they're into that memorable memoir. 
and they are people who are looking at ultimately changing the system. That's one group, that's one target. The other target is the, let's say, the prison industrial complex, where they have different associations and different meetings, and a lot of people on the inside will say, whew, you know, what we're doing doesn't really work. And I think it's much easier for someone who comes from the, let's say, healing perspective, someone who is trained to diagnose complex problems, and someone who has spent the amount of years I have on the inside to be a bit of that thought leader. Mm -hmm. I don't come from the inmate side or the custody side. I come from let's figure out how to diagnose and take care of a complex problem. So I see these two target audiences. Fascinating. And so in your, so you didn't retire, because no. if you're going to go back know, under I contract. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that look I in your eyes. Exactly. Like, but anyway, it's interesting. So, you know, you've, you've got a lot of opportunity, certainly here, to keep your you know, cert expertise and knowledge and all this good stuff that you've been working on your whole life to go forward. I'm fascinated by the, you know, this consulting you're talking about. I have noticed personally a lot of men, older men that transition out of their high paying job or they own the business, that they really do struggle. And I'm sure we'll get feedback on that. However, men seem to their identity is around what they do not the same as with women and so there tends to be a bit of a struggle of well i'm not the ceo anymore i see that and i and my partner sylvia who took care of men saw that and bizarrely if you look at ceos they have similar personality traits as a shot caller in a prison they like to take that risk. They like to be in power. Uh, their position in a hierarchical structure is their identity very much. And all of that, when it changes, affects the way they think about themselves mm -hmm. right. as less powerful, less masculine, um, and a bit more confused. If I'm not doing this, then what am I really doing? What is my purpose? My purpose was to be that provider, that uh, guy who makes the money and calls the shots, and if that isn't there, what next? And uh, Sylvia, the psychologist, has seen far more suicides in that group. In fact, men over the age of 65, um, there are a lot of suicides in men who are in that transition. Mm, scary. So Karen, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to have more conversation or find out if this consulting would make sense right. for them or to buy your book, yes. <laughs> then how would you like them to reach you? Well, right now I would like them to reach me through my email because the website is not up yet, and that email is kgedney, G-E-D-N-E-Y-M-D, at gmail.com. Awesome, well, I'm glad you joined me, and uh, just a quick, quick story, years ago, 
you guys founded a Toastmasters in oh, prison, and I right. came. To, that's when I first oh, met really? you. Okay. Was when we came right. down and okay. did a Toastmasters in prison. It was kind <laughs> of eye-opening and pretty fun. So I want to thank you for being here. I'm so excited for the future that you're developing for yourself. Good luck on this book. I think it's going to be outstanding for people to get, like you said, an inside memoir of maybe correcting some of the myth or fallacy about you know what's going on in prison but i like it because it comes from a healing perspective right. so very nice thank you thank you very much sherry and i hope all of sherry's viewers and listeners enjoy this program awesome all right we'll pick up next week again where the sherry hill show i like to feature about business being amplified Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for the Sherry Hill Show. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International 775-786-5515.